Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. This is the 49ers web zone. No Huddle Podcast. Part of the Odyssey family. I'm Al Sacco. Zane Nafi. No Brian Rennick today. And Zane, it's like old times, man. It's just me and you. It is like old times, man, and we're still arguing over quarterbacks like we used to back in the day because the Niners can't settle on a quarterback and they're never healthy <laughs> and they're on the cusp of doing something big, but they can't get out of their own way and we're still angry about it. So I guess I guess not much has changed in six years out. You know, we've been doing this for six years. Isn't that crazy? I know. Isn't, isn't it scary? 2017, we actually started, I always say it was the like the week after they signed Earl Mitchell. So I remember being on the press conference call and then like we did we did our first podcast on the phone which is crazy and yeah it's been a really long time man long time we've been around listen we've we've stood the test of time we definitely have we are the ogs (laughs) (laughs) uh all right so here's i want to start today start today zane did you see the article by eric branch floating around about um sam darnold i did and i don't i don't know what to make of that because I, I have been reading Eric Branch's stuff for a long time, and I and I had a chance to meet him and hang out with him for a little bit when when nice we would guy. go to the yeah he's a good guy. But I, I just don't understand the angle because anybody that can that that knows anything about anything knows that Sam Darnold is essentially here to be the absolute emergency policy here. He's he is not here to be starting at all. He is not here to take QB one. He is here because the Niners went through four quarterbacks last year, and the fourth quarterback had little to no experience in the last couple of years, right? So they don't want to be in that situation again. They want to insulate themselves against that and insulate themselves against a quarterback room that, frankly, has not been able to stay healthy, Purdy or Trey, up to this point. Well, what what the article said, or at least his um, headline on Twitter for the article, the signing of Sam Darnold suggests a disconnect between the 49ers' words and actions on how they view their quarterback position in 2023. And by extension, Trey Lance's ability to lead a Super Bowl contender if necessary. So here's the way, you know me, I see something that I think about all different angles. I always try to see all different angles on things. It is absolutely no question about it. Sam Darnold was brought here to be QB3. And I think for the Niners, what they what they want to do 
right now in their perfect world, I feel like they believe this is Brock Purdy's team when healthy. Trey is QB two, but can take that next step if he does great. But right now, I think that's the pecking order and Donald is QB three. I don't think there's any question about that. But let's I always say, let's look at the reality of the situation. We don't know when Purdy's going to be healthy. We hope he's good for week one, but who knows, right? Setbacks or whatever can happen. And the Niners themselves don't know what they have in Trey Lance. Lance hasn't been healthy. This team is ready to win now. So if if Darnold comes out and Kyle Shanahan resurrects his career and he's better than Trey Lance and Purdy's hurt, do I think Dar- Kyle Shanahan would start Sam Darnold? Yes, 100% I think he would. If he's better than Trey Lance and he thinks Darnold has – Gives them more of an opportunity to win. I think. I, I think 100 he would start him. I think he would start Christian McCaffrey at quarterback if he thought he gave him the, them the best chance to win. But until we see that, until worst case scenario happens, I don't think you can go in and say like, yeah, Darnold, Darnold's right in this competition. I, I don't believe that he is. I think it's Purdy and Lance and whatever kind of competition if there is one, and then Darnold is definitely the backup or, or the third stringer. What we could see happen is Darnold sort of push his way into being the QB2 of the future, and maybe one of Lance and Purdy separates themselves and maybe the other doesn't, and they move on from one. And then they re-sign Darnold after this year to be the QB2. That I can see. I don't see him starting unless Purdy's hurt and Trey is just worst-case scenario and Kyle feels he's the, he's, he's the best option. Other than that, yeah, I think it's a lot of conjecture. I think it's, it might be reaching a little bit. But I didn't read the article because I don't read anything behind a paywall. <laughs> so I saw, <laughs> and I saw him just getting destroyed in comments. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't think he's saying this is going to happen. He's probably just sort of thinking about the things I just said, maybe. I don't know. But that's what I got out of it. Yeah, it's hard for me to foresee a quarterback room in the future where both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy exist on the same team in the same quarterback room. And I think that they're guarding themselves against that by having Sam Darnold on the team now so we can learn the playbook, get familiar with it. So if and when that time comes that he can assume that QB two role and again, maybe start a couple games here and there, bar injury or whatever. But the reason why I don't foresee that Trey Lance and Brock quarterback beyond the, the rookie contracts for both of them is because at that point, one of them will have separated them over the other. Right. And I think that they probably will want to do right by the other guy and give him a chance to to flourish elsewhere and get something back in return. If they get a comp pick or something like that by just letting him walk, then that that would be the case. But I think that that would that would most be the most likely scenario that you're either the only way that one of them stays on either one is that you have the starter making starter money and the backup whoever it is Trey or Brock making backup money. That's the only way. Like Trey's not going to make as much as he's making now, right? He's the backup of the future, right? He's not going. That's not going to happen. So. I think that what they did here, uh, what quarterback, what teams usually do with, with their quarterback room, most teams is that, especially if they have a young quarterback, is that they'll bring in a veteran to back up that that rookie or young quarterback just as an insurance policy, as a mentor, as mm-hmm. a guy who can kind of stabilize things when when things are looking bleak, right? When when your starting quarterback goes down and you need somebody to to babysit the game to a victory, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That's essentially who Sam Donald is. He had a four and two record last year with Carolina on a on a pretty bad team, and obviously Steve Wilkes knows him as well. So I'm sure that Steve Wilkes advocated for him too. But really, he, it's he's a guy who hasn't really had a chance to flourish under a good offensive coordinator. And I think that yeah. if people understand the reason why he was brought in and the context for bringing him in, 
it makes a lot more sense than just saying like, oh, it's an op- open competition and he's in that competition because I don't think that's what what the Niners are are envisioning no. here. I think that it's literally just an insurance policy. Yeah, it's either worst case scenario or Darnold just completely is a different person and resurrects his career. You know, those are right. the only two two ways. If he comes in and you're like, oh my God, everything they thought it, pick number three, Kyle's got out of him, or just Purdy's hurt and Trey's not it or Trey gets hurt again. It would have to take just two total, you know, crazy things, I think, to happen for that to be. But I do think he could put himself, like you said, and like we said in the conversation for QB2 of the future. Because, yeah, if one of Purdy or Lance really separates themselves this year, then the Niners have a trade chip in the offseason that people would probably be really interested in. So we'll see where that goes with it. But it's going to be interesting. And again, it's it's the Niners QB room. It's never not interesting. We'll be talking about it all offseason. Mm-hmm. So. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, Zane. So looking at this free agent class and looking where the team is right now, let's, I guess let's kind of look at what, what they've done. We talked about Darnold and we talked about Javon Hargrave last, last show. We knew that those two guys are, are in the fold and we talked about them at length. The other two new people that they signed, and we'll get into returners soon and, and, and who, who they lost. Isaiah Oliver is a cornerback they signed from the Falcons. This, this was a really interesting signing to me. So he, he hurt his ACL in 2021, and then he came back last year. He played 12 games, and I, he kind of, from what I read, got himself back to form towards, towards the end of the season. Um, he's a pretty good player. I think he's an underrated player. He's going to compete with Sam Womack for that, for that nickel job. And I saw an interesting stat on him today. So Jimmy Ward, who probably better safety than a corner, but he did a good job. I thought nickel this year, he gave up 81.4% completion and 94 passer rating. He had three interceptions and four TDs allowed. Oliver, his coverage stats were 68.4% completion, only a 72.4 passer rating allowed one pick and he did not allow a touchdown. So this is one of those nice under the radar kind of cheap signings, maybe similar to maybe Kwan Williams, right? Mm-hmm. That could end up really working for the Niners. It's, it, it's at worst good depth in the secondary, but now you have Lenore, you have Ward, you have Womack and you have, and you have him and that Oliver. And all of a sudden I think that's pretty decent cornerback room. I think, I wanted Mosley back. We'll get into that. But I thought this was a good sort of under-the-radar cheap signing for their secondary. Yeah, I like it. And I think that the the thing that I want to highlight here is the development of Delmer Lenore that kind of made all of this possible. Because if he, if he, he doesn't develop on the outside, you, you're not able to do this. You most likely have to re-sign E-Man and, and bring him back. And you don't. You may have to move Womack into the slot or Lenore in the slot. We don't know what happens then. But I, the, the credit really should go to Diamond or Lenore to allow them the flexibility to 
bringing a guy like Isaiah Oliver and let Jimmy Ward walk. And I, I like Isaiah Oliver. You know, he was one of those guys where he was a high draft pick or high-ish draft pick that had the ACL injury and and came back came back well at the end of last season. Like if you if you watch Atlanta games or watch the end of the, their season last year, he was their best defender in the last four weeks of the season. He was he was fantastic. So I think that Steve Wilkes is, mind you, his specialty is defensive backs, right? So you mm-hmm. have a situation similar to Chris Kucerich where you can get a guy like a Cleveland Farrell, who we'll talk about in a second, and you can who's who's have who has a lot of talent and hasn't necessarily been able to realize that talent and 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 turn out the production, and you can get the most out of him because you have a position coach that specializes in that in that position, or you have a coordinator that specializes in a specific position. Uh, Pete Carroll is a good example, right? Why are his DBs always good? Because he was a DB coach, right, at one point. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was able to kind of create the Legion of Boom and and all that stuff. So Steve Wilkes being there is going to be a huge deal for the defensive backfield. And I think that you'll see better performance out of out of some of the, the lesser known names that we haven't seen before, like a Samuel Womack, who had a good preseason, had a good start to his career. But then Lenore eventually ended up taking a spot and Ward moved down when when Gibson kind of went to safety. So I think that when you pair a, a supremely talented athlete like Isaiah Oliver, he's he's got all the talent in the world to make it work. It's just about staying healthy and putting it together. When you pair him with a guy like Steve Wilkes, I really think that you have, uh, you know, a sort of feel-good reclamation project story like you saw with an Arden Key or a Charles Amenhu, something like that. And it's good to still feel good about that secondary because you lost Jimmy Ward, you lost Emmanuel Mosley who are big pieces when healthy to that unit. Mm-hmm. Gibson's coming back. Again, I still wonder if that was more lightning in a bottle, but he's, he'll still be a, a solid starter. You have Hufunga. You need more depth in, at safety without a doubt. But we just mentioned the corners. That's that's a, a secondary I'm comfortable with. And when you lose guys like Mosley and Ward, you can still say that I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. And look, the draft hasn't happened yet. June 1st cuts have not happened we don't know what the mobility is going to be. Their training camp hasn't happened. So there's going to be a lot left to, there's a lot of meat left on this bone right now. And I think that they have, they do have work to do. We talked about it on last show, like they've got offensive line and, and edge rusher positions to fill. But I think that if you were to go into the season with this particular secondary, I would be completely comfortable with it. 